Grace and peace to you, and welcome to Faith Lutheran Church. My name is Candace Wassell. I'm the pastor here at Faith. It is such a joy to have you visit with us. You are welcome, so welcome in every part of Faith's community. You are welcome to join us in person at worship on Sundays. You're welcome to visit us online. You're welcome in our mission, in our fellowship, and most important, you are welcome at the Lord's table. The Lord be with you. <laughs> Let us pray. Almighty God, you gave us your only Son to take on our human nature and to illumine the world through your light. By your grace, adopt us as your children and enlighten us with your Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. <clears throat> Congregation may be seated. I'll read some up here. Our first reading this morning comes from the prophet Isaiah, the 52nd chapter. Here, Isaiah proclaims news of great joy for your God reigns. Just as God saved the people from oppression in Egypt, God delivers Israel from exile. All the earth will witness the saving acts of God, beginning at the seventh verse. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your sentinels lift up their voices. Together they sing for joy. For in plain sight they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together into singing, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. This is the word of the Lord. <clears throat> Our second reading comes from Hebrews, first chapter. This letter opens with a lofty declaration of Jesus' preeminent status as the Son through whom God created the world and through whom our sins are cleansed. God speaks to us now through the Son, who is exalted even above the angels. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by the Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the worlds. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being, and he sustains all things by his powerful word. When he had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. This is the word of the Lord. <clears throat> Please stand for the gospel reading. This is the holy gospel according to St. Luke, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light. 
but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Congregation may be seated. Uh, so I was not going to preach at all today. You'll notice in your bulletin that we were just going to have the word and the meal and prayers. But <clears throat> I did have a thought because, you know, I like to talk. Um, so I don't know. I just want to, I just had a thought. I had a thought uh, yesterday as I was preparing for service today. And I was thinking about this text and about, you know, it's kind of long-winded and it doesn't make tons of sense and it's kind of jumbly. All right, Michael, it might make sense to you, but you're a theologian. Uh, <laughs> and what I love is that the message that it's pointing to is not confusing because the word of God is not a jumble of letters. It is a person. It is Jesus. And that is what this mystery of the incarnation is truly all about. It is about how God takes this jumble of letters and thoughts and ideas and creates flesh, wraps up everything that is God, this mysterious, cosmic, huge, lofty, high, divine thing, and makes it very simple in the flesh. And that, that really is what the incarnation is about. But more than that, I think, the word animates Jesus. But what the incarnation also does is reminds us that Jesus animates our flesh, that it's just one step in the process of incarnation. And the next step is how it moves us, how <clears throat> this word of God in Jesus animates our flesh and our lives and gives shape and meaning to who we are. And any time Jesus is present and among us, whether it is by the power of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives, whether it's in our reading of the word, whether it's in the meal or in baptism, anytime Jesus is among us, we are animated to move, to see, to witness, to act different. And last night, I realized what that looked like. So you might notice from time to time when we're doing Holy Communion here at Faith. People come up and they receive communion and then they go off this way. And usually we have someone holding the trays here, right? And then back here on the altar, we'll have a couple other trays in case, in case you run out. Probably isn't going to happen today. But, <laughs> but the strangest thing happens at Faith. People will come up and they'll receive the cup and they'll notice it's running low. So they will receive the cup, put their empty one away, and they will walk up here and get a new tray and trade them out. They're not on the schedule. No one's asked them to do this. 
I certainly never have. And not everybody does it. That's okay. That's good. Or otherwise we'd have 72 trays and Jane would quit. But that is what the animating work of the incarnation does. It gives eyes to see and to move. They do it because they see that the blood of Christ is running out. And by golly, the person behind them is not going to miss out. So they take care of it. And they go and they do what they need to do. And no one has to ask and no one has to remind them. And I saw that all day yesterday on Christmas Eve. I'm going to call people out, sorry. But I saw it in Paulette Schaefer. She came to the 3 o'clock service that was just for children. She don't have any little kids. What was she doing here? Well, she's got neighbors. She's got new neighbors, and they had this family. And she invited them to worship. But she wanted to make sure that she was here to greet them. So she came to the 3 o'clock service to make sure that this family was greeted. And then I saw on Facebook yesterday in this little mom's group that I'm a part of, a woman said, is there any place that I can go for Christmas Eve worship tomorrow that's welcoming and good? May Scott, member here at Faith, replies, try Faith Lutheran. But then she goes one step further. I sent you a message. I'll meet you at whatever service you want to go to. Right? And then I saw Bob Farmer. You know, the Reinerts. They wanted to come to worship, but they didn't, uh, they weren't, they're not ready for the amount of care and love and comfort that's going to come their way. So they came late to the 7 o'clock, about 7.05, and Bob made sure that they found their way through that back door there to a pew that had been saved just for them, led them to where they could be here in peace and comfort. And then, of course, you know, Mark Sauer and Jim and Susan, all these people who worked all day to make sure we had heat, gave up their time. That is the incarnation of Christ, taking the chaos that comes our way and organizing it into living flesh that animates in real and tangible ways among us. The word of God is not a jumble of letters or sounds. It is a person, it is Jesus, he animates our lives, and it causes us to see and act differently. Thanks be to God. Amen. I invite you to please stand as we pray. With wonder and thanksgiving for Christ coming into the world, we pray for the church, the life of earth, the life of the earth, and the whole human family. The church in every land makes a joyful noise to herald your coming, O God. We give thanks for poets, musicians, and hymn writers who give voice to our praise, and for all who lead the church's worship, God of grace. This day dawns with new hope for all living things, and from ocean depths to mountain peaks, the earth rejoices. Inspire in us an urgent zeal to protect your good creation, God of grace. Bring heavenly peace to this earth and an end to armed conflict. Raise up leaders in every nation who will honor human rights and establish equal justice for all people. 
Give courage to all who speak out against oppression and advocate for the powerless. God of grace. Guard the lives of any in danger, especially those who work to protect others. Lead any who are in desperate circumstances to sanctuary, help, and safety. Grant rest to the weary and soothe those who are troubled, especially those we lift before you with the prayers of our hearts as well as the prayers of our lips. For Bill. Ani. God of grace, bless all who gather to worship on this holy day. Be present at our tables and celebrations, and watch over those who travel. Sustain charities, outreach ministries, and food pantries that give generously to people in need. God of grace, in Christ we have beheld your glory, full of grace and truth. We give thanks for those in every generation who reflect the light of Christ. We remember not only those who have died, but also those who are left to grieve especially those whom we lift before you with the prayers of our lips and the prayers of our hearts. We pray especially this week for the family and friends of Kristen Reinert. May their witness shine in our time and forth in our time. God of grace. We bring before you now in a few moments of silence the deepest longings of our hearts. Pondering the mystery of eternal love made flesh in Christ Jesus, we commend all for whom we pray to the mercy of God. Amen. The most valuable message we have to share at faith is the promise we have in Jesus. We come together every Sunday to share this good news in the reading of scripture and sharing of Holy Communion. It is these two acts of worship that we learn of the forgiveness, peace, and joy that Jesus has won for us on the cross. These gifts also belong to you and we hope you will feel welcome to receive them. After we've shared worship together, we trust that we are ready to be sent out into the world to serve our neighbor, and you're welcome to join us in that great work as well. There are so many opportunities at Faith to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. It's what we feel called to do. It's what we're passionate about. Above all, I want to encourage you in your faith. No matter where you're at in your journey with Christ, you are welcome to visit Faith as often as you are able. But whatever you do, Keep searching. There is a church family set aside just for you, and I trust the Holy Spirit will place you right where you need to be.